If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. And I'm thrilled and thankful to report that the fall rains have arrived in California. Of course, rains can be tricky during cannabis harvest season. As any farmer can tell you, it doesn't matter if you've grown the biggest, most beautiful and dankest cannabis plants. It can all go to shit at harvest if you're not on top of your game. I think it's way more fun to be a cannabis consumer who understands what happens behind the scenes to produce that delicious sun-grown flower we purchase in the dispensary. So I'm sharing a few more voices of harvest this week. But first, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief, the muscle rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. And this week, we'll hear Crystal's story of relief. I just want to send a big shout out to Joe and MJ Relief. As someone who works from home and who hasn't quite gotten her office space set perfectly, I move around a lot and my computer is in my lap or on the coffee table or on the kitchen table. 
and I get what I like to call mouse shoulder. <laughs> so I get all squoze up in my neck and my shoulders, and I am just so, so relieved to have MJ Relief because it is something that it smells good, it relaxes me, it gives me soothing and relief, and I just appreciate it more than you know. So thanks so much for doing what you do and putting this out there and, and supporting people in all the ways that you do. Thanks, and have a great day. If you're feeling Crystal's mouse shoulder and want some muscle and joint relief of your own, Head over to mjskinrelief.com to order a small tin or a two and a half ounce tube for you and another one for someone you love. That's mjskinrelief.com. And if you're already a fan of MJ Relief, please send a video or voice memo like Crystal and let me share your story of relief on the podcast. And tag at mjskinrelief if you're a social butterfly. The Sustainability Roll-Up is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, it's always been the OCB signature to provide the highest quality, responsibly sourced, and sustainably crafted rolling papers. Today, I'm here with a book recommendation. Growing up, I was always proud of my family's ranch, and I joke that my dad treated the livestock better than he treated his own daughter's. Our cattle have wide open spaces to graze and roam, and the beef I grew up eating, it was our own. Now fast forward to my adulthood and living in California. Nowadays, preparing the menu for a dinner party is like navigating a landmine. So-and-so is vegan and gluten-free. Such-and-such is pescatarian and dairy-free. So many diets and eating styles to honor, and many of them are guided by social principles rather than actual dietary restrictions. And I'll admit, when I'm hanging out with vegan friends, there have been times I've felt uncomfortable, maybe even ashamed that my family is in the ranching business, even though my family doesn't have one of those disgusting factory farms with not a patch of grass in sight where the cattle are on top of each other, nervously farting away methane gas, waiting to be slaughtered and sold to your favorite fast food or restaurant chain. For someone who doesn't know better, I believe it's easy to lump all cattle ranchers into the same category. But just like Melanie Johnson mentioned in last week's discussion, there is always an A to Z in every industry, even cattle ranching. While reading Dirt to Soil by Gabe Brown, which was a book recommendation from Daniel Fink of Down Ohm Farms, I was turned on to yet another book written by an environmental lawyer and vegetarian turned cattle rancher. For decades, it has been nearly universal dogma among environmentalists and health advocates that cattle and beef are public enemy number one. We have long been led to believe that livestock, especially cattle, erode soils, pollute air and water, damage riparian areas, and decimate wildlife populations. In her book, Defending Beef, Nicolette Hahn Neiman argues that cattle are not inherently bad for either the earth or our own nutritional health. In fact, properly managed livestock play an essential role in maintaining grassland ecosystems by functioning as surrogates for herds of wild ruminants that once covered the globe. 
Han Neiman argues that dispersed, grass-fed, small-scale farms can and should become the basis for American food production, replacing those icky factory farms that harm animals and the environment. The author, a longtime vegetarian, goes on to dispel popular myths about how eating beef is bad for our bodies. She methodically evaluates health claims made against beef, demonstrating that such claims have proven false. She shows how foods from cattle, milk, and meat, particularly when raised entirely on grass, are healthful, extremely nutritious, and an irreplaceable part of the world's food system. Grounded in empirical scientific data and with living examples from around the world, Defending Beef builds a comprehensive argument that cattle can help to build carbon-sequestering soils to mitigate climate change, enhance biodiversity, help prevent desertification, and provide invaluable nutrition. Defending Beef is simultaneously a book about big ideas and the author's own personal tale. She starts out as a skeptical vegetarian and eventually becomes an enthusiastic participant in environmentally sustainable ranching. I've spent a lot of time the past couple of years exploring my personal feelings about my family's ranching business and questioning how my sisters and I can improve both the health of the soil and the profitability of our operation as fourth-generation landowners. And I'm proud to report there ain't no shame in my game anymore, folks. In fact, I'm pretty pumped about our future. These days, I'm a sponge, soaking up the knowledge of regenerative farmers and soil scientists in my network and other really smart people who have had this shit figured out since before I was born. But the simple truth gets muzzled by the media, big ag, big pharma, and the oil and gas industry who make a killing manufacturing poisons and problems and then rolling out an expensive solution to save us from ourselves. The only way to get off this crazy train, people, is to educate yourself. Stop just reading the headlines. Dive deep. Come up for air. Evaluate what you've learned. Ask more questions and then dive back in. You'll find links to recommended reading in the podcast 209 show notes at casuallybaked.com. And if you still feel the need to do something radical to show your disdain for our food systems, I feel you. Go chain yourself to a plow or a tractor sprayer. And if that feels a little much, just get outside and grow a garden and shop locally. Support local farmers through your community's CSA program, where I promise you'll find farmers using low and no-till farming practices. And just so I don't get hate mail, I want to circle back to that diet thing. I want to be clear that there's no one way to eat healthy. Genetically, we all have our own optimum regimen, and I've got my hands full steering my own ship. You'll certainly never find me trying to tell you how to do you. I'm all in for everyone doing it their own way, as long as it's not a terrible idea. And then, I can't lie, I might say something but I won't stop you. <laughs> I digress. Where was I? That's why I trust my flower to OCB rolling papers. OCB goes all in on the papermaking process to deliver sustainable textile papers. Flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, 
No matter which OCB material suits your rolling paper diet, you can be assured OCB only uses natural acacia gum for an always-sticks experience. And all OCB papers are vegan, GMO-free, chlorine-free, and dye-free. Of course, you must be 21 and older to buy OCB rolling papers and to follow the natural wonders of OCB on social at OCB underscore USA. And for you grown-up joint rolling novices, I invite you to learn the craft alongside me. Catch the Roll With Me video series live streaming on the Casually Baked YouTube channel and the Highly Responsible Canna Consumers Facebook group with replays on the WeedTube and IGTV. Get your Roll With Me starter kit at ocbusa.com backslash baked. You'll get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is around for a limited time and worth 20 bucks. But the rolling skills and street cred we'll earn together, my friend, makes this offer priceless. And because variety is the spice of life, I encourage you to sample the entire line of OCB products and let me know your favorite. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers. You'll find links to the OCB special offer and roll with me in the podcast show notes at casuallybaked.com. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. That one small action helps other canna-curious folks find this highly responsible cannabis content. And it also helps me. Speaking of, this week, I want to spotlight Craig, my latest podcast patron. Not only did Craig make a generous monthly pledge, he also sent me this supportive email. Yo, Joe, I am a huge fan of you, your podcast, and everything casually baked. I hope you realize how inspiring, insightful, and loved you are. I appreciate all you do. And the amount of love you put into creating content shines through. Never stop. Craig, thank you from the bottom of my Texas-sized heart for connecting with me and for putting your money where your mouth is. Also, I owe you an email, but I want to go ahead and let you know I'll be chatting with a couple of pharmacists on the podcast soon to address your question about everyday dosing for CBD. As for keeping this podcast rolling, if more folks like you step up, I'll be able to keep walking the walk and sharing the love. Now, I mentioned earlier that right now we're in the midst of our first big rain of the year here in California. I mean, it's coming down like crazy out there right now as I record this. And I've seen so many beautiful pictures of farmer friends harvesting in the rain this week. And though we're all so grateful for the rain, it does create a whole new set of challenges for cannabis farmers this time of year. So settle in for these behind-the-scenes stories of cannabis harvest from second- and third-generation sun-grown cannabis farmers in the Emerald Triangle. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toast. I'm a farmer in Southern Humboldt. I'm a third-generation farmer. My grandparents taught me how to do this in 1978 when I was eight years old. And uh, I've got many memories of throughout the years, but something that really stands out in my mind is harvest season three or four years ago. And uh, 
what stands out about it is we had an early rain. So typically I harvest anywhere from September 12th to all the way through the end of October. And this particular year we had some early rains come and that can create a bit of a headache with, uh, rain saturating the buds, therefore creating mold issues, especially if it doesn't dry up or get windy after the rains, it'll just linger and there'll be a lot of mold. And this particular year I had all my family helping me, friends helping me, trying to cut down everything at once, hang it in every available space I had, garage, house, everywhere. Uh, full heat, full fans. Luckily I have electricity at my, at my homestead and, uh, I had to basically move out of my living room, put bailing wire between my beams Oh my god! right here where we're sitting, bailing wire all through this whole area. Wow. Uh, the area is probably about, I don't know, 20 by 30 put plastic from one of the support beams, closed off the kitchen and cranked up my forced air heater as high as it would go. <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, talk about all in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it had to be things were molding on the stock. Yeah. I had to do what I had to do. And, uh, there's the only space I had available. So we moved upstairs basically into the bedroom and lived with about 50 skunks in our house. It, the smell was over, <laughs> Overpowerful, to say the least. Uh, it worked though. I with the forced air heater cranked up to eighty-two, as high as it would go, twenty-four hours a day. I was able to rotate several cuttings out of the house quicker than I could any of my other dry spaces, and therefore I saved part of my year. Where I know a lot of a lot of friends lost a lot of crop and had to throw it over over the mountain. Yeah, man, you got lucky, but I also like to see how people get really ingenious with things when their back's against the wall. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. You know, I, I had a, a cargo trailer. I even put some wires up in that, threw an electric heater in there, and used that space. Because when everything, if everything has to come down, you need a certain amount of square footage to make building square footage to dry everything. And ultimately, you'd probably want to dry, you know, for a seven-day period. But when things are really happening, you can, you know, do that in four to five days on the quick end. Yeah, good story. Thank you. I keep running up and down the road, never know which way to go. But all the roads won't take me back to where I really need to be at. I'm out here. I'm a farmer in Southern Humboldt County, and I just wanted to share with you a an experience or experiences that I have every fall and something that's really exciting to me and, and special and unique. Um, I've been living on my farm for the last 45 years, and unfortunately, my mom had passed away during that time, and so I honor my farm by growing a strain that she had grown when she was alive, and that was now 45 years ago. So... So every strain that I create or I breed is crossed with her strain. And so each year, it's kind of like an Easter egg hunt in trying to find the, the most special, the most unique, the best strain for whatever reason, whether or not it's because it has a high terpene profile or whether or not it's loaded with resin or it's dense or the structure. 
So at harvest time, it's kind of unique and fun for that reason, because this is the time of year where I get to go out and I get to see something that I created from the beginning of the year, started from seed, and I get to find the best of the best. During the course of the summer, what I do is I go out and I make cuttings off of each plant and I hold them in my propagation room and I number them one through whatever, however many plants I have out in the field. So if I have 80 different seed plants growing on my 5,000 square foot farm, I have 80 different mother plants or cuttings in my propagation room. So at the end of the year, when I identify that one, two, three, or four amazing different strains, then what happens is I go back and I cut out all the other moms that I had created and now I'm down to four and those four different strains that I've now have isolated to be the best of the best are going to be my crop for the following year. And I'll start that whole process again. I'll create a couple new strains this winter and try to do the whole cycle again. And, and the ultimate goal is to find the best possible plant that resonates with the consumer. So for me, this is where I find joy and, and my love and my passion is all about. I love it. Happy harvest. If you want to experience cannabis farms like these rich in history and family tradition, consider a casually baked day trip or retreat in the beautiful wine and weed country of Northern California. As your host and cannabis lifestyle guide, I've cultivated a one-of-a-kind farm stay experience and exclusive Emerald Triangle access. Ask about the premium Humboldt experience where you'll meet world-class craft cannabis farmers while exploring sustainable agricultural practices. Enjoy the casually baked lifestyle and the magic of sun-grown cannabis farms and vineyards. Learn more and get pricing at casuallybaked.com backslash travel. That's casuallybaked.com backslash travel. As always, email your requests or can of curious questions through the website at casuallybaked.com. Or you can always DM me on social. I'm at casuallybaked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the WeedTube. And if you find value in the quality cannabis content I'm churning out every week, I implore you to become a podcast patron for $5 per month at patreon.com backslash casually baked. No matter how you decide to support our highly responsible cannabis community, thanks for doing your part to puff puff, pass it on. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. 
I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.